Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, beings, and people everywhere. This is the Vibrarian Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so glad that you are tuning in to tonight's episode. My name is Joelle, and I am the Vibrarian. I am here to elevate, empower, and enlighten with information that I hope that you will find informative and uplifting. On this show, we believe that knowledge is power, and we are on a mission to learn more about this crazy and mysterious, wonderful world of ours. So every week, we are going to sit down and have conversations about all manner of topics from uh, the esoteric to the mundane. We'll be talking conspiracy theories. We'll be talking about the paranormal phenomena. We'll be talking about... um, spirituality, esoteric studies, there's really nothing that is off limits because we want to ask the questions and explain and see if we can get to the bottom of some of the things that might be mysterious or foreign to all of us. As I said, my name is Joelle. I'm the Vibrarian. We do have a Facebook community if you would like to join us. It is the Vibrarian, V as in vibration, I B-E, as in energy, R-A-R-I-A-N. And you can connect on our Facebook community. We're always always posting information, memes, jokes, songs, anything that I feel helps to enhance how we feel on a day-to-day. And I'm also on Instagram. You're welcome to follow me, the same handle, at The Vibrarian, and Twitter as well. Now, our show, you can call in at 646-668-8988. If you're listening on the phone during the show and you want to ask a question, just press the one key, and I will bring you on to ask your question as soon as possible. We do have also a chat room feature. If you go to the library's home on Blog Talk Radio, you can interact with us during the show. And if you type in your question, I'll definitely make sure that I get it on in a timely fashion. So tonight on our episode, I'm so excited because we are going to be talking about astrology in action. My guest host this evening is a fabulous lady who I just love to death. Uh, I am here tonight with Virginia, the beachside astrologer. Virginia, welcome to the show tonight. Well, thank you, darling. I'm happy to be here. Well, you are a professional astrologer. You do this for a living. People pay you for your knowledge and your wisdom. And you've spent over 40 years as a professional astrologer, that's really close to the amount of years that I've been alive. I won't tell you how close, but it certainly it speaks to the fact that you have had a lengthy career, you've met a lot of people, you've read a lot of charts, and gained a lot of knowledge, and I'm super excited that you will be sharing that with us tonight. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So I always approach things from the standpoint of if our listeners really do not know anything about a subject. So let's start with our ABCs, you know, the A of astrology. What is astrology? Well, to sum it up, really, astrology is the influence of what's going on with the planets and the stars and how it affects our daily life whether it's a person, an object, a country, a state, it doesn't matter. There's an astrology for each and every thing. So our astrology chart is the blueprint of what was going on in the stars the moment we were born. So it's like a freeze frame. And then there's something called transits, which is how – Um, the planets, the stars, everything move in the cosmos, and that's what affects us as it goes through our natal astrology chart. So our natal chart is the natal, well, so the natal chart, natal meaning birth, that is where everything Mm -hmm. is in in the heavens, 
at the moment that you are born. So correct. Is it true that no two people have the same astrology? You know what? Very much so, because astrology is all based, our astrological charts or our natal charts are based on the exact moment of our birth at the longitude and latitude of where we're born. So even though people could have similar charts, something that's similar, there basically isn't um, exact. People are a little different. It moves. There's 12 houses in, in astrology. So even if it moves by a minute or two minutes, it can change a planet from one sign to the next or one ha- it can take it from one house to another house in the astrology. So part. if you so take... It's all very different. So if you take twins who are born a few minutes apart, they will have a certain sign energy, as we would say, what's, what's your sign? Then they would have the same sun sign, but there right. would be variations in how that forms or how, how they yeah. behave because their time was slightly different? The time was slightly different, so it, there would be a difference. Some of them are much more similar, and um, they're very in tune to each other. They're like kindred souls together. And some of them are very different because, you know, a lot of people don't realize twins can be born five or six minutes apart even. Very rarely are twins born at the exact same time. I mean, even if they're done by a C-section. So Mm -hmm. that in itself makes things different. Um, there's things, planets that are generational in our chart. And um, we have personal planets. So our personal planets are, say, our sun, our moon, uh, Venus, Mercury, those types of things that people talk about. And then there's the outer planets. So the sun moves one degree a day. So in 30 days it changes signs. So that way you can go from, say, Aries, then into your next sign and the next sign and the next sign. The moon moves every two and a half days into another sign. So then you go to the last planet or the farthest one, which is like Pluto, and it's 248 uh, years to transit the entire zodiac. So in Western astrology, as this is commonly termed, most uh-huh. people are familiar with the answer, what's your sign, baby? You know, if it came up in the 70s, that was the pickup line at the bar. What's your sign? And I think we see Austin Powers in his little movies joking about that. But most people have a kind of passive awareness to some degree of their sign, which is their sun sign. So, so what does right. the idea of sun sign mean? You know, the older I get, the more I'm sure of this. Whatever our sun sign is, is what we're growing into. In a chart, in our natal chart, our rising sign or our ascendant is how we show ourselves to the world, especially in the first half of our life. And as we get older, we grow into our sun sign. So the older we get, the more we progress and act more like what would be the cookie cutter of that sign that we are. Um, For myself and say maybe for you as a Libra, um, we could have been very different and showed ourselves differently as a child, yet by the time we've matured, we've become more Libra in nature. So each one of the signs has its own uh, feeling, flavor, or nature. And... um, we grow into that. Some people are progressed and they kind of hit it when they're younger. But most of us takes us a while. It's kind of like a puppy growing into its paws. So the idea of sun sign, and I'm trying to phrase questions that I've received from people at different times. The idea that I am born on October 14th and that I am a Libra Therefore, Mm -hmm. I have certain traits or characteristics. Where did these, the knowledge or the the information about these 
characteristics that go with each of the zodiac expressions, where do they come from? Like who says a Libra? Oh, it started with the constellation. So actually we take it all back to astronomy. But um, astrology has been around for uh, literally thousands and thousands of years. So uh, it is characteristic of the nature of those signs. And it was deemed many years ago. I mean, I'm an avid collector of antique, and I mean hundreds of years old astrology books. And um, it just goes it just goes back, and everything is completely in tune with what they're saying today. So, how did they how did they choose it? Uh, how did they choose the terminology of it? Um, dealing with the influence at those times. Like, you'll see different times, like, and they're ruled by certain planets. And I don't want to get too far in depth, because if you take the first sign, which is Aries, um, in the Zodiac, and it's ruled by Mars, and Mars is the warrior. So each sign has a planet that it's ruled by. Like Libra, uh, constellation, it's ruled by Venus. So Venus and the traits of Venus. So you go through the signs that way, and you recognize what their ruling planet is, and whatever the ruling planet is is the characteristic of that planet. Does so that make sense? the ancient, it it does make sense to to well to me, but because I also I don't disagree with the the unbelief system of astrology, right? So uh-huh. if if you're looking at then the sun in the ancient times people observed with their naked eye uh, until technology existed that they were able to observe smaller things. And so they would say that the sun uh, had certain energy and that the moon had certain energy. And they learned to look at what happened when the sun was shining less versus when it was shining more, when the moon would be at its fullest, uh, or when it would be disappearing, and that and ancient people started to then talk about uh, qualities or personality qualities, and so as they started, you know, like saying there's the other planets, Mercury. Of course, now we know that Mercury is the messenger because it it has a a short orbit, right? So. When we look at the objects in the sky, we do see constellations that match right. the zodiac name. So you can actually find Capricorn in the night sky or Aquarius right. in the night sky. Right. That's what I was saying. It, it really all started with astronomy and, mm-hmm. um, of course, the constellations and then the feedback from the planets the actual planets themselves. And And when you say feedback from from the planets, can you mm, clarify that? The energy. The energy that we get. Like take, for example, um, the sun. We all know that there are certain times of the year that we're either happier or things work easier for us. Um, There's times to plant there's times that we harvest, and all of that, of course, goes back to ancient times and rolls right on up into today. Same thing with the moon. I mean, there's no disputing the fact on a full moon um, there's more uh, first responders going out. Um, the energy is really high, and we even look at the tides. The moon controls the tides. So anything that's moving in the sky kind of has an influence on us. I mean, like, what are we, uh, one of the highest percentages of water. So if the moon itself can, uh, can change and can um, move the tides in the oceans, then it certainly can affect us as well, the pressure. So... So it would be safe to, I guess I just thought of this word, that to say that astrology is an observational science, meaning that over thousands of years, 
nature was observed and people were observed. And at some point in time, people started um, writing or or um, collecting the fact that these energies were present. And it kind of solidified then down through the thousands of years to what we understand today as pretty much astrological fact. I say yes. Um, and I know that you, you're going much deeper than – I'm much more surface. I love astrology, <laughs> and I love to watch the way it works. And I'm the, I'm the type of person that uh, it's like, okay, when I started to study this a million years ago, and I'm sure it was a million years ago, uh, somebody <laughs> had read my chart. And I said, well, how in the world would you know that about me by looking at a piece of paper? And that was before computers and everything, of course. So it was all hand-constructed. So um, she had said to me, she was a Vedic astrologer, not a Western astrologer. And Vedic astrology is um, very good, too, but I happen to get into Western. So anyway, testing it, you know, keeping records like I do of the moon. And when I teach astrology, that's one of the things that I have everybody do to start to learn where the moon is because it changes every two and a half days, where it's going in their chart, and how it affects them. So by paying attention to the cycles, the moon cycles, um, it's going to give you kind of a clear representation of how we deal with certain things, uh, certain influences, energies, and the rest. Like I know I just did the video we were talking earlier on the void of course moon. So the moon tonight is void of course. So you don't start new projects or um, go on a first date, uh, start a job or a job interview on a void of course moon. However, something that's already established is a great time to uh, reestablish something or to reinvent or to um, redo things. It's a great time for that. But watching where the moon is all the time gives you that influence. And it goes right back to what would be considered sun sign astrology, which is so much fun. I think the moon tonight, if I'm not mistaken, is in uh, Aquarius. So it's everything Aquarian in nature. And then when it comes out of the void, of course, it'll be in Pisces. So it'll be more Neptunian, more dreamy, more um, people probably have great wild dreams tonight so it's keeping track of the influence or the energy that's why I got into it it wasn't just find out why my ancestors did it was how is it going to work for me what about me okay <laughs> so when you sit down and you you look in the newspaper I think that you know my generation we still got the daily newspaper the Sunday paper and I remember mm -hmm. turning back to the comics and seeing my hor horoscopes which were right. generally t two lines of uh, directive information about what to look out for and the energies of the week. But, um, again, it was like next to the scramble puzzle and the crossword in the entertainment section. And then when I became mm -hmm. to be a teenager, Cosmo was the big magazine, and they would have a lot of articles about, like, the best uh, boyfriend for your sign, or they would do their annual, you know, 1984 um forecast for the year yep. ahead for all the signs and it was a special little insert and I remember being so excited when that one came out so that I could get a little more in-depth in it so what when you when you look at something like that in the in the mm -hmm. newspaper or the kind of snippet the 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 three-line horoscope how right. useful is that or accurate well, Honey, it could be really useful. I'll tell you why. Um, and I show this with everyone, even my clients. They all get a, a copy of their own chart. If you really want to see the flavor or the influence of this coming week or um, the coming month or the coming year, we look to what's going on in the skies and to our rising sign. Our rising sign is what is apparent or what is actually vis visually 
happening. So we're going to see more of that. I have a Taurus rising. So I will go and I will, uh, if I'm going to look at a horoscope, I'm going, to, I'm going to read Taurus. But then my moon is Sagittarius. The moon is emotion. So I want to see how am I going to feel emotionally. So I'll read Sagittarius for that. So if you put them together, you can have a pretty neat compilation of um, what's going on and a little bit of the influence. And then you read your sun sign, so, too, because everybody goes back to it and does that. So your sun sign is the broadest category, and the sun, as you said, changes every uh, 30 days it goes one, as we yeah. process and then in a full year, it has gone its full journey around the 12 signs of the zodiac. And it so comes back the rising, day. which is and called your called solar, solar return, return, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. So your rising sign, what is, what is happening that determines where, where your rising sign is? Our rising sign is more of how we appear to people, like if I'm a, Le- I'm a Libra with a Taurus rising, so I'm stocky, I've got a short neck, I lean forward, I don't lean back. If I would have been a Libra with, um, say, a Gemini rising, then I probably would have been tall and slim and light and willowy. So we look more like our rising sign, but we project more of that too. Like I project, I'm a hard hat. Taurus is known for being a hard hat. So that was the thing that I remember as a child. My mother was, you're a hardhead. But that's not a quality of Libra. That's a quality of Taurus. I needed to grow into my Libra. I'm still a hardhead, by so the you're, way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're saying that there's a body type that even can be similar to people throughout a zodiac sign? Absolutely. There's, um, say there's three levels of each sign because um, say it's 30 degrees, so say 0 to 10 is um, a Taurus, or 15 or 10 to 20 is the next one. So I'm, I'm at 15 degrees, and that's a critical degree in astrology, uh, Taurus. So I have those features. Although I have a dimple in my chin, that's a very Libra thing, I'm more Taurian in nature. I appear more Taurian in nature. So each of us have a rising sign, and that makes us, you know, a little bit different and um, gives us our different look and gives us our different attitudes. It's really quite fascinating. The rising rising sign then changes uh, through a 24-hour day every two hours, if I'm correct, and it's based on what is coming over the horizon. At that, at, at like that what time. Did, is that correct? Okay, at that time. So, so if you... Like, if, and it depends upon where you, know, like where you were born and what time. Like if you're born at night, your sun sign is below the horizon. And if you're born during the day, it's above it. So if you're born at night, your sun sign falls at the bottom of the chart. If you're born during the day, it's at the top of the chart. Okay, so, so it's, and then it's, it's like round. Said, each house, each house represents something different. Like um, your rising sign is your first house, and it's how we're seen, and how we project ourselves and and others. So if your sun sign is there, then it would probably be the same thing as your rising or one planet ahead forward of it, and you would have those qualities. Um, you would show yourself more in that manner. You'd probably be very outgoing. If it was in the second house, you'd probably be real career or financial uh, centered because the second house represents um, money earned, money you make. Third house, very communi- you, know, you like to communicate on a strong level because that's the house of communication. So each, there's 12 houses in an in a astrology chart, and each house represents something different. Depending upon what planets are in each of the houses, you could take your sun sign or your moon, Mercury, Venus, any of them, put them in a different house, and that gives you a different personality 
or a different outlook or a different in your life than, than somebody else or someone born on the same, you know, like on the same day or same sign. But later in the day. Yeah. Same same sign, but later later in the day. So later in the day. So later me, in the day. Go ahead. Well, I'm just making sure that I'm putting the pieces of the puzzle together because I, I've seen charts and they're actually quite quite complex. But so I've got my sun sign, and then um, at the time I was born, I know that I am a Cancer rising. So that means that the constellation Cancer is is coming up in the sky or the planet that rules cancer is coming up in the sky. Is there a difference in those two things, what I'm saying? I don't know that I fully understand what you're asking. I know that you well, know, certain, like, timing is, certain timing is cancer, certain timing is all the different rising signs. It's more of the influence of it. So unless you're going to um, draw out a chart, the tech being technical about the actual astrology charts isn't as interesting to me as the influence of the transiting planets and the charts. If that makes any sense to you, like you can go to Astro. Okay. So I enjoy, and I, I find most people, because I teach a very simple astrology, um, a simple method, so people can get to understand more of themselves or their relationships, relationships with others. So I don't, um, I don't go into the research and uh, that part of it and delve deep in it, because I think it's too deep for most of my, well, first off, my clients, to understand it, and second off, I like the meat, the meat and the potatoes of astrology, what's going on with it. One of the reasons that I am asking a lot about the rising sign is because a common thing that I hear is that people will say, oh, I don't have my birth time, and so uh, you and I have talked a little bit about this offline it is possible to kind of then ascertain with the help of a professional astrologer by kind of going through a process of questioning to back your way into understanding what your rising sign is. But without it, without the birth time, that is one component of understanding your chart that would be more general or not even really available. Okay. There's a thing called rectification, and, um, and you do that for rising signs. So you say, like, for example, I would say, if you didn't know your rising sign, I would say, well, when did your family move to Indiana? Or what happened here? Mm-hmm. You know, at four years old, did you have stitches? Or um, did your father leave home? Was he traveling all the time? Was, did something happen in the house? And then I start moving the planets in the chart in the 12 houses till we come around and all of those questions align in your chart. And once they align, we've got a pretty good picture or window of what your rising sign would be. And then from there you can tweak it even more. Like I didn't have my birth time for many, many, many years. And my mother swore I was born at 9.52 p.m. and that would have given me a 29-degree Taurus rising. Well, come to find out, I was born at 7.43, so it changed everything. But I couldn't figure out why the timing wasn't exact prior. So once I got it within, but it was within range, you know what I'm saying? It was within 15 degrees, say. So what happens, what happens there is your timing isn't, like I can't say, okay, um, a prime example when somebody starts. When the moon hits your Mars, and it's once a month, something out of the blue will happen that surprises you. And for me, um, my Mars is in the fifth house. So I'll either, and that's children, uh, people you love, um, romance. So somebody will say, 
oh, you look beautiful, or I love you, or um, sun will call. So it's a moon-Mars aspect. But I know that if that's what happens, my Mars is in that house, you move everything around till you get to your rising sign. So you can come pretty, pretty darn close by asking the right questions I, I, and seeing what's going on. You know, as we're talking, one of the things that comes to mind is that you know, in my years at corporate America, from time to time, uh, HR would get a bug in there behind and decide that we needed to do soft skill training. And we would do uh-huh. things based on Myers-Briggs personality types or um, right. other kind of um, classifiers to help us understand more about our nature at work and how we relate and react to people. And most of us, you know, we go along uh, our lives living them, and we may not understand that we are extroverted or introverted. We're just being who we are, or so we think. But when we get into a system that gives us a framework of analysis, then we start to understand our tendencies a little clearly. And then we can manage ourselves if say we're an introvert but we know that that is our nature then we can align our career a lot of Myers-Briggs work talks about you being in the right career for your personality and so Mm -hmm. I feel like astrology is very much like this you know you don't necessarily have to go into and get a chart and all of that but if it can provide you some insight into how you're operating and as a personality, and then go a step further, provide some insight as to what kind of things you will be experiencing, such as in the case of predictive astrology, it can really be helpful. It's like turning on your GPS system. Yeah, in a lot of ways. As a matter of fact, I can say many years ago I was consultant for uh, a television studio. And um, – The owner of the studio, one of the owners came to me and said, you know, Virginia, we're having a heck of a time. I can't keep anybody at the front desk. They all want to be producers or actors or whatever, whatever, whatever. And um, I've got, we've got our app narrowed down to these three people. What do you think? And I Hmm. said, well, this one will be great in the studio, you know, to work in, and she'd be great covering the desk. I said, but this is your girl right here. She doesn't really care. No names, anything, just the birthday. I said, she doesn't care. She wants to go somewhere. She wants to work. I said, she probably has no children. She looks like she's never been married. She's got a great personality. She's cute as a button, I could tell. And um, 14 years, she ran that front desk. First time ever. They never what was anybody else. I'm sorry? I was wondering, what was her sign, by the way? (laughs) Oh, you know, I don't even remember. I really don't remember. I think she was an Aquarian. If I'm not mistaken, she was an Aquarian. But the choices were an Aquarian, a Libra, and a Cancer. And I said, and the Libra worked there for many, many years till the studio closed. But she worked in all different capacities. But that Aquarian ran that desk. Everybody knew her. All the guys flirted with her. She was really happy, and they took her out for beers after work. She didn't care what time mm-hmm. she got off. So, you know, astrology can do a lot of things. It can tell you. It can tell a great story. You know, I had um, there are certain planets, like in the natal chart, that help you understand more about your life, uh, not yours, but our lives. And um, because that was one of the things that first intrigued me about astrology was, okay, um, you're probably going to end up marrying your moon sign was the first thing the woman had told me. We generally marry our moon. So my moon is Sagittarius. Sagittarius. So, and it's like most people or a lot of people do or come very close to it. And it's really surprising. And or they'll marry their ascendant. Hmm. So it's very just the little things that that are like intriguing. 
so you understand the emotional, like when you look at someone's moon, you understand the emotional makeup of that person, how they see things, how they feel things, and the house that it's in, how they explain things and what they're interested in. Okay, so uh, go ahead. I was just I was just going to say, so each one of the signs, like an Aries moon is somebody that wants to do something really quick, in and out, in and mm-hmm. out. Uh, they need to be, uh, they need constant stimulation, stim- yeah, to be stimulated, um, good conversation, mm-hmm. quick wit, things of that nature. So you go through Gemini, needs a good conversation. They're 100% in combination. They can talk about two things at the same time with four different people. So you move through. Cancer is ruled by the moon, so that's emotional. They're very emotional. So you're probably emotional having a cancer rise. Yes. Am I right? <laughs> and I'm yes. A, uh, yes, I am. I'm very sensitive, and yes. I'm a Leo moon. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, for me, all of this dealing with astrology. You know, the basics of it, if people just have their chart run and they can see where their planets lie and they understand where the, what the houses are and they understand how it moves, the energy, it's like a dance. It's like a song. And um, it just goes through. It gives you the influence of the feel of everything. And I think that's why I've always loved it, plus the fact um, I'm an avid learner, and I was told once, and it is 100% true, if you studied astrology every day for 100 years, 24-7, mm-hmm. I will still never know everything there is to know about astrology. Mm-hmm. So I find that so fascinating. You know, there's different branches. Like, I'm really interested in medical astrology and being having access to wide groups, like on Facebook and the rest, finding out like the aspects of people that have say a severe weight problem or have a thyroid issue. Mm, I've very, never very heard of medical astrology before. I know. As a matter of fact, I have a friend <laughs> of mine that's a doctor and um, I had bought him a book on medical astrology because he's so into astrology. He would have me chart the moons until he learned how to chart the moons for doing his surgeries. Wow. Pretty amazing. Yeah. A lot more people are into the influence of what it is and what's going on because they learn by what they actually feel or what they can associate with what's happening, the feeling of that. Because it's all just energy, you know? You can mm-hmm. have, mm-hmm. you can be driving down the road and you get stuck in traffic, and you can't find a good song on the radio, and it's like you're feisty. You just don't want to be there. Another day, same thing happens, but your favorite tunes are on. The energy's light and easy. You don't really care that you're sitting there. So astrology mm-hmm. can help you with that, too, to learn the influence mm-hmm. of what's coming up. Like if you know that under uh, Cancer Moon, something, um, you become very tense. You pay attention to that to make sure you don't lash out at anybody because you're feeling tense. So it can give us mm-hmm. a greater understanding of who we are. Come on, a You know, I, no, no, not at all. I was, you know, that is so true because I now that I've started, like, getting deeper into astrology as a, as a just reading books and having my chart read and, and listening to videos and things, when people will say to me, oh, my gosh, you know, I just felt really wonky this week, or, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the proverbial howl at the moon with the full moon. And I was married to a police officer for many years, and he absolutely, at the full moon, there was a direct corollary that was borne out in their statistical arrest records for the types of <clears throat> problems that they were going to have during a full moon. And um, I have a friend who's a labor and delivery nurse who talks about when babies are born in the moon cycle. 
Um, so right. these are real world people, as you said, who've observed something over and over again that they say, yes, this is true to me. You know, and yeah. so to be able to say, oh, there's a reason I feel wonky right now. And like you said, to know that it's not just you going uh, right. off the deep end or being touchy, it does help. It, I found it to be helpful for sure, you know. Well, I agree. One thing I laugh about. Go ahead, honey. Well, I was going to say one thing I laugh about last year during, there was two very big events that to me that I chuckle about. During the Mercury retrograde, Apple mm-hmm. released iOS 10 update, which locked people out of their phones and caused a great deal of problems. And then two, two weeks later, still within that kind of three-week period of Mercury retrograde, was when Samsung released their exploding battery phone. And I giggled mm-hmm. to myself because I thought clearly somebody in the product development part needs to be an astrologist because – uh, Mercury being the messenger, when it's in retrograde, it has been understood that it is going to cause challenges with your communications devices and technology. Of both right. of those apply to those major things, and they lost millions of dollars because of that. Well, I found it fascinating. I had a friend that was a used car broker dealer, and he would uh, look at the serial number and see the date of when the car rolled off the line. It said, if people place this thing, you can do a chart for anything. So if a, if a car came off the line, because this was like our biggest joke, and it was during a retrograde, that car seemed to be a lemon. So there was lots of problems with it. Well, um, Mercury again, well, it's a messenger, but it's also movement. Mm-hmm. And Mercury would say how somebody moves or how something moved. So if it was retrograde, there's like a a cog in the wheel. So I find that really, really interesting. You know, each one of the planets are um, just to study each one at itself and the influence of it. Like you take Saturn. Saturn is the heavy taskmaster. And um, Saturn is the teacher. And a lot of people are like, oh, no, I'm coming up to my Saturn return or this, that, or the other. And um, Saturn is a time of things being really heavy. Like right now, Saturn's in Sagittarius. It's just going to go out of it by the end of this year. I can't wait because it's on my moon. Saturn, uh, again, everything structured, everything heavy, moves really slow, iron feet, concrete boots. And Sagittarius, the sign that's jovial, that's laughing, that's light. So having every everyone that has planets in Sagittarius or opposing, but planets in Sagittarius are um, getting ready to feel like they're getting out of prison. The chains have been broken. Mm-hmm. So each one mm-hmm. of these planets, but you even take the moon, the transit of the moon. When the moon transits someone's, Saturn in their chart, you will always feel dumpy. It's the day that mm. the pants are just a little bit twisted or the shirt doesn't <laughs> want to button right, you know? There's always something. Okay. Or you have a, a bad hair day. So it, it could be something fun and simple that you chart or something that is even more so. I have, um, I have a cousin I don't know if she might be on the phone, but she's a psych nurse, and she works in a facility at, um, in Washington State. And um, we talk about, you know, different transits and what's going on in her life in regards to how, her, how maybe her patients will be on a specific day. Because she'll say to me, well, you know, this thing is coming up, 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 up. what do you think? And it's like, okay, um, you know, we go through and we talk about it so that we're prepared or we're aware, aware of what's happening. Like if someone's going to have a heavy-duty Mars aspect, I can give you an example. My son, um, I got called by the school because they thought something had happened at home because in a period of one week he had a black eye, um, he lifted his shirt to wipe the sweat off of. He was like 12 or 13, and his back 
was all bruised. And, um, I mean, it was a horribly embarrassing thing for me to come in, but our stories, of course, were exactly the same. He fell off the skateboard. He jumped out of a tree, and um, his knee came up under his chin. He was running up the stairs. Mm. So finally I said, Jet, you know, you're under these Mars aspects. I said, dude, you've got to just take it easy. I said, look at yourself. And he said, got it. So we did. Mm. So during the rest of that week, he was aware and cautious. He didn't do things too fast. He thought about what he was doing. Even when you jump out of a tree, you can't be looking off to the right and left. You got to look at you got to look at where you're going to land. So that's what I'm saying. With all the planets, each planet is distinctive in its energy and what it can tell us, and it all has a wonderful story. So it makes us aware. So if I'm so I'm, I'm a prospective client, and I come to you, and I have an opportunity to make an appointment with an astrologer, and so um, I will either say. I want to look at who I am, or I will say I want to look at what's going on. Right. Is that kind Actually, of the both. way that if it, okay. mm-hmm. if a person comes for the first time and they've never had an astrology chart done, it's kind of fun to go through the chart and explain to them why certain things are like, Um, I had one client and it's like, um, well, you're chatty and you do this and you do this and you do this. And she said, well, how do you know? And I said, well, it's in your chart. And, you know, Mm -hmm. you have three or four kids and this is what's going on, blah, 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 blah. Yes. So it's like, okay, there you go. So you tell them about what's going on. Because if you can back up and tell somebody that has never met you, um, or reoccurring, mm-hmm. or what changed. It's like, did you get a, a divorce in '04? Separation, mm. divorce. And they go, oh, my gosh, yes. So then they would give a little bit more validity. They ask questions, and then you can tell them what's coming up. And you can give them specific dates and timing. You know, like I have uh, – one gal that said, you know, nothing ever is good for me. Nothing, nothing. And I said, okay, here. Here are some dates. I know we're charged. Here's some dates. So something out of the blue. Every time this occurs, something out of the blue, and it's in um, your house of other people's money, so something's going to happen. Later on that day, she said, you're not going to believe this. I got a scratch-off ticket. I won $50. Out of the blue. Mm-hmm. So you can pinpoint those things. And, again, I love astrology. It's fun to me. You know, it's like I, I don't really go back through history, and I don't do what's known as mundane astrology, which is what's going on in the world. I do more of uh, predictive for oneself, how we can – you know, I think it's the power of one, how we can improve ourselves so that we can improve, improve our own, if we can improve our own lives, we can improve the lives of everybody around us, knowing more about mm-hmm. ourselves and why we do certain things or think a certain way. Sometimes even with my own chart, I'll look and I'll say, okay, I did grow more into this Libra gal because I'll say, well, gosh, that was kind of harsh or, you know, a mode of thinking. And I'll be able to change it. And I'll say, well, what's going on? And I'll be able to look and see what's going on. And I guess the way I learned astrology, like back in the day, is I ran charts on everybody, didn't run them. We calculated them by hand. And um, I would have sometimes as many as 300 charts in my room on a wall. And I would put people according to sun signs, and I'd do moon signs and move them around. So it was like people would laugh, and uh, everyone says to this day, you're probably really good with a Rubik's Cube because <laughs> of all this astrology. But I'm not. I'm good with astrology. Well, it is very much, though, like putting together a three-dimensional 
pieces because you've got the aspects of planetary influences on you as an individual, and then you've got the movement of these planets on a day-to-day basis through our reality. So, I mean, I would absolutely recommend if you've never gotten a birth chart and had a consultation with an astrologist before that it is absolutely worth the time and investment at least to have an initial consultation. And, of course, Virginia, I think that you're amazing. So if our listeners want to get in touch with you for um, services, how can they do that? Well, they can give me a call. Um, I can give you my phone number. Maybe we can put it up, too. It's 561-886-7448. And... um, just give me a call and set up an appointment. Or if they're on Facebook, they can always reach me at Virginia Alexander on Facebook. I'm one of your friends. Yes, <laughs> yes. And uh, if you go to our page on Facebook for The Vibrarian, I've got several links there announcing the show this evening, and we'll have some follow-up information about how to get in touch with Virginia as well. And also, if you're in the metro Atlanta area, um, I have an event called the Vibrary Elevation Station. And these are pop-up events where you can uh, be exposed to holistic products and services like handmade soaps and crystals. And you can also sit down for consultations with various practitioners. And Virginia has been participating in the last few Elevation Station events and uh, also providing color-printed charts for people who are there. And it's been actually quite popular because I think everybody who sat down with you has walked away and said, oh, my God. (laughs) You know, like their mouth has been open and they're like, I have a lot to think about uh, going forward. That was awesome. So, you know, I definitely recommend that you reach out to um, her and any other, you know, reputable astrologist that is recommended to you by others. I think that Nancy Reagan was famous for having uh, consulted astrologists while uh, she was the first lady And I know that I have read that throughout history, like the monarchs uh, absolutely had astrologers on staff, uh, the king, to know when to launch the ships to the New World or to when to start military actions, I think, during the Roman Empire. A lot of that was the king's most trusted advisors had astrological knowledge, you know. Well, So, so many did through history. But a lot of times it was only available for a king or a leader and used for um, battle or things of that nature. It wasn't uh, people's every day. But well, now and it you is. know that. Well, and I was going to say there, it, astrological systems cropped up all over the planet in different uh, ancient and indigenous cultures. So you have Chinese astrology, which uh, what do you say, the year of the boar, the year of the uh, the monkey and things that mm-hmm. it's its own system. You mentioned Vedic astrology. Um, right. I mean, everybody's looking at the stars in some fashion and has derived knowledge off of that. It's like a cultural commonality, if you will. And to me, that's kind of reassuring because um, if it wasn't something that was important, everybody wouldn't be doing it at some point in our history, you know. Uh, And I think some of the wisdom of that has been lost as we've come into the modern skeptic era, if you will. Well, you know, it's I'm, kind of funny because I don't have – I found when I was younger there was a lot of people that were uh, skeptical. And as I've gotten older, more people seem to just embrace it. So, and well, I think we're in that time as well. I think yeah. we're in that time. I'm really excited because uh, you could type in astrology and Amazon.com and you can get – 360 flavors of astrology uh, books presented to you. You can 
uh, go to YouTube and look for horoscopes, and I'm pretty sure that it is probably, uh, aside from gaming videos, it's probably one of the largest content areas of of produced video information on YouTube right. today. And you, you know, know we're kind of in a. Oh no, go ahead. I, I know I get it. I think I get a delay, and then I end up stepping on you when you go to talk. But um, <laughs> I was going to say I love the YouTube videos. The situation with most most of them, and I find people do this because uh, eventually they'll come to me to take classes because that's what I adore doing. I adore to teach. I want every, every ounce of knowledge that I have, anybody that wants to learn it, i got to give it to them. But um, mm-hmm. when I go to the YouTube, they'll come to me and they'll be frustrated. And they'll say, Virginia, you know, I can never learn this. I was watching all the YouTube videos and this, that, and the other. Well, you've got 50 different types of astrology. And everybody's talking about um, planetary actions that are happening that um, you would have to be like a mathematician to go ahead and calculate. So it's very confusing for a lot of people. So I like to keep it simple. So I generally tell people, find somebody that on on YouTube, like you'll find on Facebook, and they post like every day or once a week, and they're easy to understand, somebody that you relate to and follow them. And like you said, Mm -hmm. most of them have videos, but don't jump around for a while. Jump around till you find someone that resonates with you and then stay there for a while, and you'll learn. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I'm really excited because one of the things that we, uh, you and I are working on is a course um, on astrology in action, and um, and it is going to basically be a three- or four-part series, I think, uh, where we are going to uh, have an online classroom, and you are going to break down from the signs to the rising and signs, moon sign, what all that means, Venus sign, Pluto, all of that. And then you're going to also explain to us a little more about the house, well, not a little more, but actually a lot more about what the houses are. And then you're going to get into transits, which is the movement of the planets and what their influence is. And then I think right. that the the level four class, we're going to start covering things like the eclipses and major phenomena that are, are yeah. uh, very energetically pulling for all of us. So I'm well, really excited mean? about that. <laughs> Me too. And being in the eclipse season right now, um, eclipses follow patterns. Like I said, it's, you know, it's uh, math or whatever. So if we all go back to 19, between 1998 and 2000 and look what was going on in our lives, we're going to find a reflavoring of that. So something important mm-hmm. that was going down, say, 1998, 99 into 2000 is uh, coming to be again. Everything's going full circle. So it's a good time for second chances at things to expand something. Well, Eclipses are treasures. I was get, I was getting married to my ex husband and engaged to be married in 1999. I really don't want to revisit. <laughs> well, I guess I've learned well, some lessons since then. So uh, you know. <laughs> well, I say yes because I did the same thing, but um, and I did get a divorce in 2000. However, my ex husband and I are great friends, and he just uh, traveled here to, to spend time with me again. And to help mm-hmm. me with things that I'm doing. So it's it's kind of neat when you look at it because it can align like a relationship. But then again, it could be, you know, with work. Like so, mm-hmm. a lot of times we'll look at things like it's just dealing with the relationship. But it, what were you doing work-wise or friendship-wise? Any new pets? Did you move? Those types of things. Well, Virginia, our time has come to a close this evening for the show. This has been the Vibrarian Show, and tonight we were talking about astrology in action with Virginia, the beachside astrologer. I thank you so much for that uh, that 
great information tonight, and we ask that you come back next week because we are going to have another topic for you all. Um, I think we're going to be talking about astral projection on next week's show. So, uh, Virginia, thank you so much. And to our listeners, I appreciate you. you joining us. And everyone, have a wonderful evening and namaste. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.